Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Bob Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Griffin, a three over Curry. No good. Rebound Draymond out to Curry. Catch and shoot three left side. Are you kidding me? Timeout Detroit. 74-47. That's right. And the Warriors would go on to lead by as many as 35. And another wire-to-wire win for the Warriors. 118-91, the final over the Pistons. We welcome you in here. Warriors wrap-up. 55 minutes later, John Dickinson and Ryan Covey after the Warriors put the finishing touches on this one inside Chase Center. Great night for Golden State where just about everything went well. Uh, The Warriors, uh, it was a Draymond Green energy game. Steph Curry, not quite 30, but there was a flurry and he knocked down six threes. Oubre and Wiggins were rolling. Wiseman was good. Not much to complain about tonight, Ryan Covey comprehensive victory jd warriors now seven and one against teams with a losing record and that's what you got to do you got to handle business against teams that you should beat uh and then you mess around and, and you know beat some teams maybe a little higher on the pecking order than you and you can find yourself in a pretty good spot uh come playoff positioning time so yeah this was a very comprehensive victory i almost feel like draymond uh must have been listening to the pregame show uh you know probably on his earbuds or something as he's warming up to get a little motivation because I've been critical of Draymond lately, uh, and, and even tonight, you know, you look up and, okay, this is one of those games where you're like, well, four points, six dimes, five boards, but he affected the game, and he affected it early. Uh, so these are the kind of games where some Draymond Green stat lines tell you the story, and, and sometimes they really don't. This was a game plus 23, uh, really tells the tale for Draymond and, and just how he kind of unlocks that Warriors uh, offense and, and really uh, sets the tone for him defensively. And uh, can we just show a little love uh, again to Andrew Wiggins? I mean, this dude, he stays within the flow of the offense, J.D. He doesn't try and do too much. He just really takes the game as it comes to him. And and he showed me a lot with the IQ, too, J.D. He makes the right basketball play. I mean, how often do you see Andrew Wiggins just kind of going off script and you're like, wait, what's he doing out there? Andrew Wiggins, man, his game is is grown by leaps and bounds. So a lot of platitudes to go around tonight. Um, but, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly a, a a must-have win against a bad Pistons team. 
And, and the Warriors now 11-9, and 20 games into the season, and it's a good week for the Warriors, top to bottom. Uh, they beat Minnesota a couple of times. They beat Detroit tonight. That Phoenix game was a clunker. But you add it all up, and this Warriors team did exactly what they needed to do this week, and now 7-1 and one against teams that are under 500. The only loss in there is the, the Knicks game, going back yep. a, a couple of weeks. And the Warriors have, have handled business. They did so this week, and, and that's exactly how you put yourself in position to be in the postseason. And you know, can the Warriors get better? I, I think they can get a little bit better. But if you look at where they are, uh, two two wins over Detroit, two against Minnesota. They also have victories over Chicago, Sacramento, and Toronto. They're getting it done against the teams that, that they're either supposed to beat or that aren't playing well when they face Golden State. Yeah, and as much as we've lamented the fact that the Warriors haven't won three games in a row at any point, well, they also haven't lost three games in a row at any point. You know, a couple of two-game losing streaks in there. Um, but by and large, uh, you know, this team has shown when when they have a bad loss, they're able to bounce back. And this was the type of performance they needed to put on display tonight, and, and they improved to 8-4 and four at home. By the way, the eight home wins equals the total that they had all last year at the Chase Center, uh, so you know, which was obviously a disastrous season. So, um, you know, setting the tone in your own crib is is critical in the NBA, even without fans. You know, you just start to kind of daydream about what that's going to look like when fans are in there. I think that's going to be a really, really friendly barn to the Golden State Warriors. And, and speaking of which, uh, you know, you look at a guy like Kelly Oubre, who's had his struggles. Uh, you know, really nice game for him tonight. Eight of fourteen was a plus twenty four. Did a lot of things. I thought he was really aggressive. Just Kind of bringing the game downhill was Kelly Oubre tonight, right? He seemed like he was playing downhill, and and he's had some good games at at the Chase Center. So I feel like he's kind of uh, feeling out, you know that that is his home building. And you know, JD, that's that's one of my uh, one of my items on my checklist this year that the Golden State Warriors really need to accomplish is make the Chase Center a, a tough place for uh, other teams to come. And they've been doing that, man. Eight and four, that's a good good record at home right now. Yeah, exactly where they want to be. Bounce back game for Kelly Oubre. So he lives to be in the starting lineup again on Tuesday night <laughs> against Boston. And, and we'll just continue to to ride that roller coaster, I, I think, through the coming games. I, I feel like Steve Kerr's gotten to a point where he's been about a game away uh, on a few different occasions. And I think the last couple of times that maybe he's been a game away, Oubre's played pretty well. And the Warriors have had one of these victories regardless of opponent and so you just carry on same soup as as Bruce Bochy used to say uh regarding uh the same lineup if he'd put uh, a group out there that did well together uh, uh for a repetitive uh and a consecutive day so right. uh all in all good night for the Warriors and it winds up being a really good month for the Warriors uh overall as January now comes to a close and the Warriors uh Eleven and nine record, and they uh, wind up nine and seven for the month of January. And I think you got to be pretty happy with that uh, if you're Golden State, considering where things were. If you go all the way back to to New Year's night, where uh, they hadn't been competitive against a good team at that point, uh, they've right. done a lot more than that uh, over the course of this last month. So I do think there is some reasons for optimism as the calendar now flips toward February. Yeah, no question. By the way, uh, damn, that means the mortgage is due again. So that sucks, JD. Uh, so thanks for that, Playboy. But uh, yeah, look, by and large, you know this this team is still 
you know, hovering around 500. You understand that. You hope that they can find, you know, a little bit more consistency in the win column. But it's always this year is always going to be a, a growing experience and, and an integration of a lot of new parts and just kind of a, you know, a, a changing, not even a changing of the guard, but just kind of a, you know, a new era for the Golden State Warriors. Right, J.D.? I mean, you know, last year was kind of that you had to, you know, roll the credits on the five straight finals and you, know, you can just basically throw away anything from that season other than, you know, maybe the development of Pascal and the fact that you were able to accrue the number two pick to draft James Wiseman. But this is this is the start of something. And so with all these new faces and, um, you know, kind of the, the circumstances outside of the game that all of us in the world are facing right now, um, it, it was just always going to be a bit of a work in progress. And I think this team has shown a lot of improvement in areas and, and they've weathered some storms as well, too. Um, I mean, you know, Kelly Oubre's tough start offensively. That's they've over overcome that I mean you know say what you want about Kelly Oubre he's defended his ass off and honestly Steve Kerr I think has been rewarded for sticking with him because look here they are JD they're 11 and 9 after 20 games Oubre's had a lot more games uh where he scored the the basketball a lot better lately than he did early right he's certainly been better um the the you know this recent 10 than the first 10 um so he's I guess you could say trending in the right direction. Still a few clunkers in there. Um, but if Kelly Oubre can put together another stretch of 10 games where he maybe clamps it up even more and finds a little more consistency, by and large, the rest of this basketball team is playing pretty good, J.D. And so I, I feel like the Warriors can piece some wins together. Uh, one uh, tough note from tonight. It doesn't sound like it's too serious, but we should let everybody know. Eric Paschal, he didn't play in the second half. That was lost in in the blowout. Typically, he'd be out there at the at the start of the fourth quarter uh, for his shift. But he was not out there in the second half tonight, just the eight minutes in his first half stint. And uh, the Warriors uh, and Steve Kerr in his postgame press conference uh, say that that was due to back spasms. So he had had a little issue with the back at halftime. So he wasn't going to get any run in the second half. Uh, and Pascal, obviously, when, when the Warriors have played well, has been a, a big uh, key to that success. So the Warriors get, uh, and Eric will get a couple of days to rest up and, and get some treatment on that and, and hope everything is okay uh, on Tuesday, as the Warriors do have a couple of days off. I know they're going to take tomorrow off and, and not have practice and then have practice on Monday. And then the Celtics, who played the Lakers tonight, uh, in the ABC Saturday Night Showcase, the first uh, Saturday Night Showcase of the 2020-21 season here. Uh, and, and the Lakers won a close one over Boston uh, at, at the buzzer. Celtics had a chance to win it, so they're coming out west, just like the Pistons uh, were in the first of a trip after a home game against the Lakers, uh, ironically enough. So the Warriors get it done tonight, 118 to 91. John Dickinson and Ryan Covey, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. How you feeling about this team now at 11 and 9, 20 games in uh, as the calendar flips to February, a lot going on in the arena tonight. Uh, Clay Thompson, uh, the television reporter slash analyst slash just coolest dude on the planet. Uh, Clay Thompson joining uh, Fitz and Kalena on the on the TV broadcast tonight, and it was it was just tremendous as, as usual. I mean, Clay Clay's got a future career in that. I know his dad. Uh, I know his dad's obviously been somebody that's been doing it for a long time on the radio side. He's got a career in it, man, if he wants to. 
He is just uh, – Clay Thompson is good for the soul. I mean, seriously. And, you know, at the end of the game, the exchange with Rodney Magruder saying he's just mad because he's going to be out of the NBA soon. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, and it, just the the – kind of carefree fun-loving attitude but also you know that he brings it's just he, he, clay's just fun right the guy just oozes fun but then you could tell he's missing that competition man and you know it's hurting him like he wants to be out there he wants to help this basketball team you know clay for all the attention that he gets for a guy being so laid back and so chill clay's a stone-cold assassin when he's on the basketball floor at both ends jd and look this 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 is a void that was never going to be able to be filled by a Kelly Oubre or anybody like that. And, you know, that's because Clay Thompson's headed to the frickin' Hall of Fame someday. I mean, he's that he's that great. And so it's just, you know, a sight for sore eyes just to have his vibe in the building. And I think the guys, you know, you, you see Clay out there. Like, I, Clay's one of those guys, like I said, Jenny, he just makes you feel good, right? So um, it was great to see him. And, yeah, man, that, that swag on the microphone. Uh, he's just one of those guys that always kind of knows the right thing to say and uh, some of the little sayings that he had and everything. It's just, hey, you know, I think we forget sometimes, J.D., this is sports, like supposed to be fun and clay thompson is a, a good reminder that it's supposed to be fun and and by the way guys dealing with a second consecutive you know, you know horrible injury that he's going through a bunch of rehab and he's having to face his worst fears as a professional athlete but yet here we go uh he's just bringing that mellow vibe and, and that breath of fresh air uh to the team tonight so it was great to see him i just can't wait to see that dude back out on a basketball floor jd yeah, a- absolutely, and just uh, an awkward, awkward scene. Uh, you mentioned with Rodney Magruder, uh, he was down near the Warriors tunnel, yelling at some of the Warriors players, and this was right as the television broadcast was setting up for their walk-off interview, where Clay Thompson was going to interview Steph Curry. We may run a little bit of that for you between now and eleven o'clock when we get out of here. But but let's go ahead and hear uh, what you were talking about. Uh, here's Clay just bodying Rodney. Magruder as Magruder is causing a ruckus by the tunnel. Everything seems to be okay there. Oh my God. Clay's figuring out what, what, what's going on over there, Clay. Rodney Magruder. Oh no, this dude might be out the league soon. He's probably mad about that. Who knows? Wow. Shots fired. <laughs> He's over here checking my guy. Uh, you good? Everybody seems to be okay, yeah. and everybody's going to their respective locker rooms there. But yeah, I don't know. No. So that will that will end it right there. But That's savage. Five over here trying to start something like he's a good player or something. It's like, bro, easy, get out of here. You might be a, sorry. All right, we're done. Easy. We're done. Wow. I mean, and at one point, and I don't. Uh, at one point, if you watch the video, it looked almost as if Magruder saw Clay or heard Clay and looked up like who who said that like almost like he almost like and and again I I'd have to put two and two together on that but at one point Magruder kind of looked up at like like he was trying to hear who was saying what but maybe couldn't couldn't figure out that it was Clay doing the broadcast uh, so I just it, it, interesting weird scene out there I know Draymond Green uh, he, he's got some. Uh, he had some thoughts on it. Actually, we have that sound too. So let's go ahead and hear yeah. from Draymond Green in the post game Zoom room uh, on that Magruder incident. I don't know. I was in the locker room, uh, but uh, apparently he was um, taking up for Wayne Ellington. When the f- Roddy Magruder become the tough guy of the team? Like, I don't know, man. Everybody in the league tough these days. It's crazy. I've seen a lot of tough guys this year. I don't understand it. And and, and don't nobody do anything. So, like, if you really wanted to do something, you could have done it. Walk over there talking shit. 
like he's a team tough guy. The hell out of here. <laughs> tough guy, Rodney. Wow. Rodney. Tough guy. Also, I think it was something that like that Juan said in the first or second quarter to Wayne Ellington. You ain't got nothing better to do that you still thinking about something from the first or second quarter when you weren't in the game. So apparently Wayne Ellington must have went over to the bench. I guess he went and told um, Rodney McGruder because he hadn't been in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's too many tough guys in this league these days for me. But I know ain't nobody scared of no damn Rodney McGruder. Like, <laughs> kidding me? So there you go. So, so oh you know God. what? I you know what? I'm ne- I am never. I am always having Dre. Just w- that minute and one right there. I am always having Draymond's back until the end of time when we want to talk about whether Draymond's bringing it or not. Because that is some of the greatest stuff I've ever heard in terms of a rant about another player trying to cause a ruckus. Boom! Yeah, roasted. Keep it moving, Rodney Magruder. Well, yeah, because you could tell he was over there. Like, Rodney makes a beeline for the bench. And I kind of noticed on the TV broadcast, I'm like, because, you know, it just things, you know, it just didn't look right. It didn't look normal. I'm like, who's he talking to? I'm like, oh, that's Juan Toscano Anderson. I'm like, what could he possibly be? I'm like, do they know each other? Are they playing around? And then, like, they cut to another shot. And then I see, you know, one of the, uh, you know, one of the trainers, somebody kind of make a beeline over towards the Dubs bench. And then all of a sudden, you know, the chatter picks up with Clay and, and Fitz and Kalena. And, man, hilarious. Uh, and I mean, come on, man! Like, get out of here, Rodney Magruder. It's funny though, because you know Draymond starts the conversation with, "I wasn't even out there; I was in the locker room." But I've got some thoughts anyway. Uh, so I, I just thought that was hilarious. And uh, you know, I mean, look, nobody did anything. And yeah, sure, there's a lot of a lot of tough guys. But I mean, let's be real. Like, you know, what, what are you gonna you gonna throw hands over something like that? No, the guys get suspended. It brings a you know it, it brings a bad light on the league. So yeah, no, a little jaw jacking's all right. That's kind of that's what we're in it for, man. We love that smack talk. Well, and that's the kind of thing that comes up when it when a team gets down by thirty five and and winds up losing by twenty seven. It like it you know the emotions yeah. tend to run a little hot, and you got a, a team that's five and fifteen. I and mean, we're talking about where the Warriors are right now. Uh, after 20 games, I mean, the Pistons look like they're going to be struggling to win 20 games in a 72-game season at, at the rate that they're going. So it's yeah. natural to see it boil over. But uh, it, I, I like hearing I like hearing Draymond with that edge. I know we've had the back and forth about hey, you know, more play, less talk, that kind of thing. Or if you're going to talk, bring the play in addition to talking. But I, sure. I'm sorry. I, I love that Draymond. And when Draymond's locked in like that and being real, when it's not staged, when he's just giving his thoughts and being real and he picks up the microphone in the Zoom room, <laughs> like that's the other thing I love about Draymond is like some guys will just let the microphone sit on the little stand. When Draymond's about to get on a rant, he just takes the microphone up like almost <laughs> like he's a stand-up comic. Almost right, like he's yeah. going to start walking the stage uh, or something. And I just I, – I think that's fantastic. As a guy that can run a little hot himself from time to time and go from zero to 100, I, I just absolutely love that. Oh, no doubt. And you know, I, I love the drama. I mean, come on. Like, give me some more of that all day. And, and look, I love, you know, Clay Thompson even talking about my guys or Draymond Green. Like, 
you know, the Warriors, that, that's how they roll, man. This is a, you know, it's a tight knit group. You can tell these guys actually enjoy each other. They enjoy playing together. So you see it on the court. And yeah, you should stand up for, for each other. And I know Wayne Ellington had been on a nice little stretch where he'd hit, what, four threes in a bunch of games in a row or something. And not only did he not hit a three, he didn't even hit a bucket tonight. He got the goose egg. So, uh, and then, but hey, Rodney Magruder, though, say what you want, JD. Three for three in six minutes. And he was the only piston that was a plus tonight. He was a plus six. So Rodney Magruder was the only piston that brought his lunch pail tonight. Yeah, that gives you, and that doesn't give you the right to go start running your mouth at <laughs> no anybody doubt. after the game. No doubt. So, yeah. Not. just they uh, want Toscano Anderson. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Warriors get the win, 118-91. to 91. Uh, More from Draymond Green on his play tonight, the Warriors play tonight. We'll hear a little bit uh, of Clay on NBC Sports Bay Area, including the interview, post-game interview, the walk-off with Steph Curry. That's all straight ahead. Uh, Warriors wrap-up continues here on 95.7 The Game. Curry with the ball on the bounce to Wiseman, middle of the floor. Wiseman comes over, dribble handoff to Oubre Jr. Gets downhill, down the lane, dunks it with the left hand. A quick blast down the lane by Oubre Jr. All right, we're back. It's Warriors wrap hey, We're back, bro. Who needs, a, who needs a liner? Who needs a liner? Who needs a post-show tweet? I mean, we we're just we're just here, man. Hey, mics are up. Let's go. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Warriors wrap up on a Saturday night here on on ninety five seven. The game. Uh, we do have uh, Eric and Milbray uh, that wanted to join us here tonight, Covey. So let's get to Eric and Milbray uh, on ninety five seven. The game. Hey, Eric. Yeah, what's up, fellas? Yeah, what's up, tonight. Man? Uh, tonight was a uh, get right game, as I call it. Uh, I don't know how the hell the Pistons beat the Lakers that night, even without Anthony Davis. There's nothing on that team besides Jeremy Grant that's even remotely anything really that any other team would want. Uh, they're just a hodgepodge of just bad pieces put together, and uh, it's going to be a rough season between them and the Wizards battling to see who gets the top pick. So the Warriors, and they took care of business, blew them out like they should have, and uh, getting back on track after those uh, last couple efforts. Uh, now looking ahead, uh, this is uh, going to be the most brutal stretch of their season. Uh, this whole month of February is really going to be awful. And even a team like Cleveland, who on paper was supposed to be bad, is actually somewhat decent. So there's not going to be a, really a typical winnable game on this stretch uh, that we could mark as a W. Um, what are your guys' thoughts looking at this schedule here? Because I'm looking at the West here. The Warriors are going to be battling. They're at the eighth right now. But San Antonio is hot. Uh, Memphis has gone back. They got Ja back. They're rolling. Portland is getting back on track, so this is a stretch here where the Warriors, if they don't careful, they can fall out of the of the loop of the uh, Western Conference playoffs. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts now? The Warriors, we don't know what we're going to expect because they got to what uh, starting with Boston and then San Antonio, and only progressively gets uh, more difficult. Uh, I want to yeah. hear your guys' takes on what you expect for this brutal upcoming stretch of uh, February, and I'll take your thoughts on that. Thanks. Next. Yeah, thank, thanks, Eric. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I I haven't looked at it beyond the first, and this this may surprise you. I haven't. I, I don't believe it for looked. a second, by the way. But go I, ahead, JD. I I do kind of go month to month, and then and then I really I I get the first stretch of the next month, maybe toward the middle. I, I work about a month out, <laughs> but I haven't okay. given February. I haven't given February much of a look beyond the next five games now. The Boston game, obviously, after a couple of days off. Then it's then it's the weird road trip where it's two in Dallas, two in San Antonio. 
believe it or not, if you had asked me if we were playing everybody's Amer- you know, America's favorite game, hey, can JD run through the entire Warriors schedule? I, I would not have been able to do. I would not have known that on February 11th they play Orlando uh, in in Chase Center. You you would have stumped me because I I really hadn't <laughs> looked that far ahead. Uh, but the, to Eric's point, and, and I'll kick it to you this way, I I look Dallas is eight and twelve right now. Like Dallas sucks. Yeah, Dallas like they, sucks. They, they lost again tonight. Phoenix went in there and beat them tonight. And Boston got beat. And, by the way, Marcus Smart got hurt in that game, too. So it looks like it doesn't look at this point like it's a significant injury, although I think there's an MRI scheduled for tomorrow. But he's not going to be able to play uh, against the Warriors on Tuesday. So the Celtics are a good team. Dallas is not playing well. And we've already seen what the Warriors can do to San Antonio, even and the Spurs got beat tonight. Memphis went into San Antonio and beat them. And you talk about the the Warriors in you know they moved up to eighth tonight. The Spurs were fourth at the beginning of the night. They lost one game to Memphis tonight at home, and they moved all the way to ninth. Yeah, there's no there's nothing to separate these teams right now. That's why the Warriors, if they could even put together a you know win five out of six, something like that, like they could get themselves in a nice little cushion. But in the same token, you lose three out of four, you could be like twelfth in you know in a heartbeat. So I you know honestly, yeah, Boston's going to be tough. But hey, look, they got to come into the Chase Center right now. The thing that matters is Warriors are eight and four in the Chase Center. And here's the thing, we know where where we're at with the Golden State Warriors now, right, JD? When they're at their best, they are capable of beating anybody. When they aren't anywhere near their best, they are absolutely capable of losing to anybody. That's kind of what a a run-of-the-mill team, they've got some resume wins, they've got some kind of losses, uh, and so that's kind of who they are. It's really going to be what kind of what kind of game, uh, what kind of team do you get on that particular night? Now, I think the Boston Celtics. That's going to be a game they're going to be up for. Uh, you just hope that maybe they're not feeling themselves too much after a three and one week because you beat the Timberwolves twice in the Pistons. So you know you didn't exactly lock up a playoff berth in the West, right? So um, I think Boston will be one that'll have their attention. When things will get interesting for me is two in Dallas, two in San Antonio. Dallas doesn't defend anybody. They can't stop a freaking nosebleed right now. And like you said, J.D., they already beat the Spurs. If you can go three and two in the next five, like, you, you're you stoked. Even two and three for me is not the end of the world. But somehow, someway, I don't care how you get there. Three and two over the next five would be massive for this basketball team because that would have them, at that point, three games over 500. Two and three, I'll take it. Anything other than that? You're in trouble. Yeah, you look at it right now, and with the way Dallas is playing, and you're thinking, you know, you're you're hoping that you can split. I, I think you're hoping you can split Dallas and San Antonio, and then beat Boston and be three and two. Or if you can't beat Boston, maybe you maybe you win two against San Antonio. I, I think you want to come home and beat Orlando, which obviously can be a tough one after a, a week away. Sure. Uh, so I, I almost put the Orlando game in there as well and make it six and say, hey, you need to make sure that, that you're able to get – that you're able to be three and three uh, in fair. those six at a minimum. Uh, and then that way the Boston-Orlando game, you know, they have the potential to cancel each other out, and then you split with the other two at worst, uh, and and you come home at that point and you're what? You're 14 and 12, and then, and then you got Brooklyn and Cleveland and Miami, and look, this thing's going to have to keep rolling. Uh, and Cleveland's playing well, but look, the Warriors are going to have to beat – 
Cleveland. Like you can't at some point you're just gonna you might not if you can't beat Brooklyn, which I'm not saying you can't, but if you don't, then that means you gotta beat Orlando and Cleveland. If you can't beat Miami, then that means you gotta go to Orlando and win. You know, then they go to Charlotte, they play the Knicks. We've seen how that looked. Oh, Indiana. Go. Uh it's just I mean, I'm looking at it now. I'm not I'm not gonna get too far down the road as far as this game's a win, this game's a loss, anything like that. But it's just try to maintain a couple of games over five hundred and and hope that you can uh you know hope that you can start to make some hay as you as you start to play a little bit better no question and look we we've seen like tonight jd this is the recipe and again like i, I know the the naysayers out there say well you beat the pistons you're supposed to beat the pistons yeah well ask you know tell the lakers that who just lost to the pistons the other night i mean in the nba basically anybody can beat anybody at any given time like that's just that's how it goes in the nba and, and the warriors have certainly uh, shown that this year this was kind of one of those you know kind of throwback warriors games for me jd um, where it's a lot of different guys getting involved i mean the 34 assists tonight they they shoot 47% from 3 52 from the floor, uh, a lot of different contributions. You know, you end up with a bunch of points off the bench. What I'm just kind of summing it up in my head here: about 37 points off the bench. You know, you got three starters and double figures. Um, you know, Wiggins rolled out for 20. You know, Kelly Oubre, a nice bounce back game. I mean, these are the kind of wins that like. You know, everybody just walks away from feeling good. I mean, we haven't even talked about Jordan Poole yet. And I know Jordan Poole, he's a way down the rotation guy. But here's a guy that worked his rear end off uh, in the offseason, clearly improved his game, um, you know, hadn't had the best start to the season, had some nice moments. But he's a very far down the rotation kind of guy. But all you can ask for is when you get an opportunity, you step up and you make it happen. I thought Jordan Poole, uh, especially in the first half, J.D., when he put the ball on the floor and he attacked the basket, he forced the Pistons to foul him, got to the line. Like, that to me spells a guy going, growing in confidence and, and, you know, being willing to attack the cup as opposed to just trying to live out on the perimeter and hit threes. So um, I know he's off to the, uh, you know, to the G League bubble now, but I thought Jordan Poole, great showing for him tonight. So just a, a real team effort and a real team win tonight, and I think it also speaks to how they bounce back after a brutal showing in Phoenix the other night. Absolutely. 888-957-9570. Tenderloin Dad. Let's get to the Tenderloin Dad. Uh, You're on 95.7 The Game. J.D., Kobe, guys, how you doing tonight? What's up, brother? Hey, uh, I don't really have too many comments about the game tonight because uh, I have to disagree with you, Kobe. The Pistons are the Pistons. One of the worst rosters in the NBA. The Warriors had to win this game. Uh, when did I say they didn't have to win the game? What are you disagreeing <laughs> with? I think we are agreeing. What are you disagreeing with? I'm just curious. The people will say that, like, you know, oh, it's just the Pistons. The Warriors need it. You know, like, that's an easy win, riding them off. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, yeah, they uh, got five game, look, wins. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're saying it, the same thing. But go ahead, brother. I think ahead, we're, yeah. Yeah, maybe we are. Uh, don't mind me. I've had a couple of Palomas at the house tonight. But uh, anyways... What I want to see the Warriors do is put together a win streak. I'm tired of this, like, two games winning and then one loss. I want to see them be consistent with it. And they have an opportunity right now. Boston's not playing too well. Uh, Dallas, oh, geez, don't get me started with Dallas. The last time I've seen something that sad from Dallas on my TV, Matthew McConaughey was on my TV. But uh, I want to see the Warriors play some consistent basketball, Let's get three wins in a row. Let's do it down Texas. Let's go Warriors. And uh, you guys have a great night. All right. Appreciate the call. <laughs> appreciate the call. Uh, Did he go yeah, Dallas Buyers Club on us right there? 
I think he did. Yeah, he did. Yes. He absolutely did. No, one, I thought he was going to say I haven't seen. I thought he was going to say I haven't seen something that sad in Dallas uh, since J.R. Ewing got shot, uh, or like I don't know since the last time the Cowboys were in the playoffs. Either one of them would have been acceptable answers. By the way, uh, I just check with the judges, but it's all good. Good call. Yeah, either one of those would have been. And look, this is going to be tough for for the Warriors. I mean, they're they're the one thing that we've learned is they look they have to bring it against everybody. And if they do, there there's a lot of teams in this league. I think the Warriors have really benefited the 7 and 1 against teams that are currently under 500. The Mavs are going to be a team that's under 500 when the Warriors play them. And to this point, uh, you know, I I think a team that plays as loosely as Dallas and and is as bad defensively as Dallas is right now, I actually think that's the kind of team that the Warriors can can really feast on. It seemed like the Warriors had an athletic advantage over San Antonio in in their one matchup, like yeah. like they just physically, it was a good matchup for the Warriors. Uh, but still, it, it's on the road. The Warriors have played much better at home in, in the early going this season. The eight and four speaks to that. Uh, so I, I, you know, look, nothing's going to be easy. And the game against Boston is a game that you know I, I I'm just going to put the rat on the table. I mean. Given what we've seen so far from the Warriors in the early going of this year, this is a game that the Warriors have not been winning. So, you know, if they can come out and get that one and get the three games over 500 for the first time and then go to Dallas, I think we might be talking about something. But I think that is still the box that that may be left to – that still is unchecked for this team. Uh, Circle that Boston game because that's the kind of game that they really haven't won to this point. Hashtag measuring stick, J.D. I mean, that's what it is. They've had multiple opportunities now to get that, you know, three-game winning streak, to get three games over 500. Now, you know, to their credit, like when, when they've lost some games, they've, they've gotten it back in short order, and, and so hence the lack of a three-game losing streak. But now, you know, you're starting that next phase of the season. Steve Kerr wanted the 20-game audition. After 20 games, you got a pretty good indicator of who you are. Okay, well, you're an 11-9 and basketball team. You're You're – pretty good but you still got a long way to go you still got a lot of work to do and in Boston I think that'll be the perfect test for the Warriors at that point because you're right JD I mean even in the games against top tier competition now they've gotten the break speed off them a few times obviously Utah um, you know a couple games early in the season and then there was the 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 two big wins against the Clippers and the Lakers respectively but in both of those games, they got down huge. So even in those games, it was trending towards, uh-oh, here goes another beatdown. And, and you give the Warriors plenty of credit for the way that they came back in those games, especially the Clippers game where they just never packed it in. They kept defending. They kept working, and they finally got it turned. Uh, but I kind of feel like the Clippers and, and really the Lakers uh, kind of had that whole, well, we got this thing dialed um, you know, and started messing around a little bit. And the Warriors you know, obviously got a spark and, and came back. My point is they were also in danger of losing those games kind of going away. It was certainly trending that way. So um, I I think getting off to a good start against Boston, not being in a hole early, you know, like missing your first seven shots or something, which, you know, we've seen when they play against good teams, they can get off to really slow starts, just run the offense, get some easy buckets, right? Uh, You know, get some some shots in close, um, you know, establish that area, get Steph going, and then kind of let everything else fall in line. Uh, But getting off to a a good start against Boston is going to be key because I really feel like, J.D., again, really good opposition they haven't done that like at all this year no they haven't and I think teams that are good defensively in particular have put the clamp down on the Warriors early in games and they've tried to take Steph in particular out of the game early and make other players beat them 
and it's been the Ubres and the Wiggins and the Draymonds that haven't been making shots. And and then they you know they get down and they make it all all the more difficult uh, the, for the Warriors to to be in a position where they're gonna they're gonna come back. And a couple of times the Warriors have been able to do it. Uh, the comeback obviously against the Lakers and and the Clippers. Uh, nice night tonight from Draymond Green. Let, let's hear a little bit more from him uh, in his twenty eight minutes. Uh, it, it was the uh, plus twenty three, four points, six assists, five boards. It was another one of those triple singles, but an impactful uh, triple single. And I, I say that in jest, uh, obviously. Uh, here's Draymond talking about uh, getting to a hundred percent and how close he feels he is. I think I'm like two, three weeks away. You know, just continuing to get in better shape. You know, I, my speed is kind of getting there, and I dunked the ball today. That was big time. I was really excited about that. But it's coming. Got me a couple of pushes in transition today. Now, that's a good sign. It's, it's definitely coming. I'm excited about it. So I know he's been reluctant and hasn't taken any questions about COVID. I know at one point Nick Friedel on Warriors This Week had, had uh, referenced a moment in one of the Zoom sessions where somebody actually asked him about it, and he said, he said who said I had COVID? Uh, so it's even gotten to that level. Like he doesn't want to acknowledge it, uh, and so you know it's been something that's been outwardly kind of speculated about. Uh, I- I'm not going to go down that road one way or the other necessarily, sure. but as far as how he's feeling physically, I do think that's something to keep in mind, considering the fact that he was in the protocol at the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, he was in the protocol, and he's referencing still a couple of weeks away. I mean. Uh, let's just keep it real for a hot second, J.D. If there wasn't COVID, then why the hell are you talking about you need two or three weeks when we're over a month into the NBA season, right? We well, also mean, had the knee, guys... right? He also right, was sure. like a little – I mean, that was – yeah, go go ahead. I'll let you jump yes. in, but there was that. No, no. Yes, absolutely. But just by and large, I mean, you're a professional athlete. Like, you should always be in, in relatively good shape. And after a month plus of basketball – you would hope that you would already be there. And and I'm not trying to come down his road. I mean, I think it's it's totally legitimate. Like, I, you know, I, it, it's not it, – he doesn't need to, to explain to us one way or another about his situation with COVID, but I think we can we can connect the dots there, and, and that's totally fine. I, I hope the best is yet to come for Draymond. And I'll say this, like, tonight I felt like he was getting up and down the floor uh, in, that, in that first quarter about as good as I'd seen him in a while. And I think – you know, he even heard some of the chatter after the game the other night. And, you know, I think it's the, the, the noise is getting a little louder because the consistency hasn't been there. And, and I think he also knows, too, Steve Kerr's protected him. Everybody's kind of had his back. It hasn't been a, quote, issue with the team or anything. But if this team wants to, to find another gear and solidify their playoff standing and all that, I think even Draymond will be the first to tell you he's got to do just a little bit more. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not asking for him to, to go out there and score 15 and, and, and 10 and, and 8 a night or anything like that, but, um, you know, you would expect a little bit of a, a, a clip up in production really across the board on both ends. And, sure, if it takes him a couple more weeks, fair enough. You just, you know, hope you get there sooner than later because this team desperately needs him. Yeah, I just think that was important to hear from Draymond on that specifically sure. because I know uh, just that's it's been a major topic, just where he's at, and I think the physical aspect of it is something that you know maybe we maybe we haven't brought up enough, at least into the conversation, regardless of which side of the aisle you are on the issue itself. Uh, one more Draymond before we call it a night. 
this team's 11 and nine. Uh, he addressed the consistency and trying to build a little bit of momentum. I think it's all about this team building consist consistency. When I say consistency, I mean building a consistent identity. You know, we haven't really we've shown bits and pieces of an identity of who we could be, but we haven't quite been that all the time. And so, uh, you know, consistency is important for this team and to continue building. You know, sometimes it feels great and sometimes it doesn't. We got to start putting those games together back to back to back. Not one game here, two games, two good games, a game. You got to start building some momentum. Yeah, and that came as a byproduct of being asked uh, about, you know, being 11 and 9. Uh, are you happy with being 11 and 9 where you guys are at? And, and before that, he, he said, hell no, nah, we're 11 and 9. We could be a lot better. So, uh, it, you know, and again, sometimes they're on that path. Sometimes they're not on that path in terms of getting better. But uh, I, I think it is good to hear Draymond say he's not happy with where things are at because everybody wants this team to get better. Yeah, and I think we've seen them getting better, too. That's the good news. I mean, think about how horrific it was to start the season in the, the clip that they were allowing the three-point shot. They're top five in opponents' field goal percentage against now, J.D. Like, that's that's huge for this basketball team. And that, that also kind of validates Steve Kerr sticking with Kelly Oubre in the starting lineup. It really speaks to the job that Andrew Wiggins has done. Steph's done, done a, I think, a, a willing job defensively. Certainly guys off the bench. Damian Lee, Brad Wanamaker. I, I like Wanamaker's decision-making out there. I think Brad Wanamaker is a really nice uh, backup point guard for this basketball team. And just across the board, there's been a commitment. And I'm telling you, J.D., I've, I've been saying it from the beginning of the season before the Warriors even played a game. Defensively is where they can create an identity and where they can hang their hat and make themselves a tough out like I'm not I'm not saying they're going to be you know the the bad boy Pistons or like you know those San Antonio Spurs teams down the years that were just so tough defensively but when you played teams like that JD you always knew you were going to get a tough time out and look the Warriors got away from that for a couple of years after that first championship run because while they had so much damn offensive talent it didn't really matter well you don't have that anymore so you got to get back to some of those defensive principles and and I think they've they've really made some gains in that area Area, uh, and that's where they can that's where they can make their mark, uh, you know, on this season and, and in the West. Uh, so I, if it continues to trend that way, I think they'll be in good shape. And, and let's face it, like Draymond's got to lead the charge there. He's the former Defensive Player of the Year. He's the heart and soul of the team. That's where you need him coming correct on a nightly basis. So if you want consistency, it starts with you, Draymond. John and Richmond is going to get the final word of the night uh, on a non-final word night here on ninety-five-seven. Oh, like the there. game. Hey, John. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? Uh, great Good. win. Um, the thing I wanted to touch on about Draymond is I just feel like he often gets a pass from Warriors fans with his production. I mean, the amount of money he's making and to be getting four rebounds a game as a, you know, the power forward and like four points. And I mean, he throws a couple of good passes a game, but I mean, he's a huge liability on the offensive end. And I just want to know if you guys think that that's ever going to change or is he just going to kind of be like this guy that's just constantly sagging down the offense? I mean, I know he pushes the ball and he, you know, sometimes he's at the top of the key running the offense, but to not have anybody that you're worried about at all, I mean, that's a huge hindrance on our offense. And I think that's our biggest problem going forward, you know, because he's a huge salary against the cap for the next two years. And if he can't turn around his offensive game, I mean, it's just going to make things really hard for the Warriors. 
Thanks, John. I, I think, I mean, that's been the topic of the day, and it was the topic of the day uh, well, yesterday uh, as well, and I think that's, you know, it's going to continue to be a topic. I think Draymond has to do the things that he does well, which is, as John alluded to, push the tempo. I think he needs to attack the rim more. I, I think the reason we played that cut about him talking about where he's at physically, I think getting back to 100% physically, he says he's a couple of weeks away, okay, File that away. We'll revisit it in a couple of weeks and see where he's at. Uh, and I also think being around and playing with more talent as things move forward is something that can't hurt. Uh, so, but it, the, the question and the discussion is not going away, uh, Ryan. No. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you know, basically everything John iterated is what I've been harping on uh, for the past couple of days, past couple of weeks, whatever you want to call it. But on a night like tonight, hey, Dub's got the win and, and they didn't need Draymond to, to do any more than he did. And, and he was, he was good early and that was the most important. He was great early, actually. I'll, I'll even go as far as to say that. Uh, so that was, that was good enough for the Warriors tonight. Um, but hopefully we'll take Draymond's comments at, at face value and hope that he is getting his win back and, and the best of Draymond Green this season is yet to come. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, good stuff tonight, Podna. I've got the next couple no of days off, so uh, we'll, we'll reconvene together uh, on Tuesday for Warriors Live at 5.30. I think you've got Whitey Gleason in uh, for oh, me on man. the final word. On Oh, no, come on, come on. You, gotta, <laughs> no, no, you we'll guys have a lot it. of fun. We'll Nothing, yeah. Major news in the NFL uh, pertaining to who the 49ers didn't get, which I know you guys will be talking about at 6 o'clock on Monday here. Uh, on 95.7 The Game. So uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, For Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling and Arden and Sam. Warriors get it done tonight, 118-91. So uh, we will talk to you again on Tuesday. Make sure, though, you're listening to the final word at 6 o'clock on Monday right here on 95.7 The Game. That'll do it. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.